Hello, I'm Josh McKinney. Hello, I'm Evan McKinney. Welcome to Local League Big Ideas. A podcast exploring the ins and outs of baseball from different points of view. Join us weekly as we discuss and dissect the sport we love with guests from all perspectives and backgrounds. Covering t-ball to pros and everything in between. Play Play ball. Hey, welcome to the show. It's Josh. Yeah, it's Evan. And we're glad to have you guys with us today. It's been kind of rough this week, man, because the weather has been absolutely bananas outside. Intolerable. It's like we're having an ice storm right now. It's like branches down everywhere. Yeah, we haven't been able to. We were talking last week about how we try to get back into our normal groove of the season and everything, and we've not been able to. Yeah, it's been tough with that, you know. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk with Chris Clark from uh, Central Chesterfield Little League today a little later on in the show. But uh, first, we're going to do our first segment, uh, News and Baseball. To follow up on what we had mentioned last week, MLB decided to keep the automatic runner at second base to start each half inning when the game goes to extra innings this season. I really liked that when they did that in the playoffs this year. What are your thoughts, Evan? Same. I think it's going to make for fun finishing games, you know. I think I think it's going to be interesting, and I'm, I can't wait to see it, actually. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, th- like I said, during the during the postseason last year when they did it, I thought it made extra innings, A, go by more quickly so that you didn't have these like long, slogged-out 16-inning games. Right, those are always annoying, you know. Yeah, and it made the, the intricacies of the game a little more apparent where you had to play more kind of small ball situations and – Bunting was more important, and base running was more important. Right, you're not just going for Mike Trout to hit that 400-foot home run, you know, every time. Exactly. Um, And then, so, on the local level, I wanted to mention, if you are volunteering, uh, you typically have to have a background check done. I mean, it'll depend on your locality and your league and everything, but uh, contact, if you do need to have a background check done contact your local police department or county offices to find your dates and times yeah it's really not hard i've had to do it It, i think the depending on what state even you're in the background check's good for a year or two so it only takes like 15 minutes to go and get it all done right right and it's just so that people can tell that you know you're safe to be around the kids and everything (laughs) yeah it's good well, wrapping that up, I actually have an interesting um, fact, tidbit story for you guys. Um, I want to talk about Daniel Bard. In 2009, Daniel Bard was a lights-out relief pitcher. With a searing fastball that touched 100 miles per hour, the Red Sox felt confident that their 2006 draft pick was going to do well. In the following two years, he continued to have good results and was beginning to earn a reputation for his breaking balls movement. Daniel Bard was shaping up to have a solid MLB career. Until he wasn't. (laughs) During a very poor personal 2012 campaign, he was described as having the yips. These yips ended up persisting for the next five years. Many batters were hit and walked by Daniel Bard during this time. In 2017, he decided to end his career and became a player mentor for a minor league team. Two years later, in 2019, Pierce suggested that he gave pitching a try again. Bard, still in his early 30s, had not yet completely missed his window to play in the majors. He was given a chance by the Colorado Rockies in 2019. That same year, he completed the season with a 1.98 ERA with just over 75 innings pitched, 
This marks one of the best comeback stories for a once thought to be failed pitcher. He still pitches for the Rockies now. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah, I I found it and I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it just goes to show you that, you know, if you're willing and wanting, you know, you can really do just about anything. Yeah, perseverance and determination can go a long way, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's it's a tough sport to to excel in and I know especially in the pitcher's situation. I was never a pitcher growing up. I was a catcher, but so I know so many mental games, you know. But I know even though young, you play a lot of pitcher and um it can be difficult, to, especially the head game of pitching, you know. Oh yeah. It's hard to know what the batter doesn't want, you know. It's right. Well, thanks for that interesting story, Evan. Up next, we have our interview with Chris Clark. Hey, Chris. Thanks for being with us. I am here with Chris Clark from Central Chesterfield Little League. What is your role with the league, Chris? I'm the sponsorship coordinator, so I've been working with local businesses just to develop some additional funds and and other tools for our league this year. I've also started up as the league coordinator for Buddy Ball and Coach Pitch, and I help out with marketing. Very nice. Um, what exactly is Buddy Ball? I haven't heard of it. Well, that's because it's new this year. It's uh, designed for our four-year-olds. A lot of the times they've been forced to just watch older brothers and sisters while they play ball. But this year we're opening up a new level so that they can actually come out on the fields and play. They're going to be using a softer foam ball as well as plastic fatter bats while they develop and learn the fundamentals of baseball. I really like that, actually. Um, it's always tough to be little and just kind of sidelined while you're watching this thing that you don't understand all. all. Oh, absolutely. Um, We're really excited to see them on the field this year. Well, actually, what sports did you personally play as a kid, if any? I pretty much tried anything I could get myself into. So uh, all the regular school sports like basketball, track and field, and softball. But I was also heavily into water or snow sports like swimming and boating and skiing. Very nice. It seems you had a diverse portfolio of sorts. <laughs> Absolutely. And what led you to be involved with youth baseball? Well, to steal a phrase from one of our amazing CCL coaches, I'm a boy mom, so my boys wanted to play ball, and uh, so I was out uh, helping out wherever I could. I started off as a team parent and then got out on the field as a coach and eventually became a manager with my own team, and then a little bit of help was needed on the board, so I got involved that way, and I've really enjoyed being part of the CCL community because the volunteers themselves, as well as the coaches, are phenomenal for a family, and they really develop our kids both on and off the field. Yeah, very nice. A lot of um, social bonds and connections are established. Oh, absolutely. Well, with the, the whole community thing, <clears throat> obviously COVID-19 is a thing <laughs> yeah. that we still need to talk about. And um, so with concerns over virus spread in the community, what are some precautions that your league is taking? Well, if you visit our website, cclbaseball.com, and take a look at the link at the top right corner for COVID-19 info, a lot of the information um, and our protocols are available there. So this includes guidelines and protocols from the Chesterfield Park and Rec, since they co-sponsor our league, as well as our return to play guidelines that were developed and used last year with a few improvements based on our experiences and the current conditions in our community. We've also included information on how the umpires um, check before a game, as well as instructions on how to sanitize equipment. So if you guys are okay with it, I'd like to list some main precautions, but would definitely encourage people to review the documents themselves. Yeah, I'd love that. 
So the concession stand will be serving will be open this year and serving prepackaged open items only. The plan is to also include hot foods, just not on sealed items. Now, foods such as sunflower seeds or gum, um, as well as spitting, will not be allowed in the dugout or playing oh, field. That's a letdown. Yeah, oh, I can't spit on the field anymore. No, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. One more year, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> now, players themselves are not required to wear face coverings, but they can if they want to. And they should also generally be the only ones touching their own equipment and sharing of items between players is not permitted. Oh, double whammy right there. (laughs) It's all for a good cause, I guess. Absolutely. Don't share cups, don't share bats. No. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's move on to our wonderful spectators. The spectators should follow best social distancing practices. Stay six feet away from individuals outside their own household wear a cloth face covering over their mouth and nose at all times, avoid direct hand or other contact with the players or coaches during play, and seating behind dugouts and behind the backstop is not allowed at any level this year. Yeah, that was one thing that was kind of tough for some people, you know. It's it's really hard not to, like, go up and give your buddy a high five, you know. Tell them, hey, you did a great job. You got the walk-off hit, you know, little things. Oh, absolutely. Old habits are hard to stop, but definitely just for a little bit wa- a little bit longer. Well, what can parents do to help implement and enforce these precautions? If you could review the protocols so you're familiar with them and just check the symptoms of anyone visiting the fields, it would really help us out. And definitely, if anyone has been exposed to positive cases, please stay home to stop the spread. You can also supply your child with individual hand sanitizer, their own equipment, water bottle, and snacks. Right. If you need to help, um, if you need help supplying your player with their own equipment, please do contact your manager or league coordinator. CCL does have a limited supply of items we can assign to you for this season. But also, families, if you have gently used items that your child has grown out of, um, they can be donated to other families, and we'd love for you to keep your eye on emails or the CCL website for the upcoming Pitch In for CCL Players program. And a big thank you to Chris Johnson and Tracy Henry Neal for making this program happen. It's very nice. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. There's there's always tons of equipment left over after seasons because, especially at younger kids' levels, they're they're growing so fast. It's like sometimes sometimes it's three pairs of cleats in a season they need to go through. So not only will it help you give your equipment to a good cause, but it could also, you know, really help out somebody else. Oh, absolutely. And we've had a trouble that we've just had old equipment pile up, but we just don't know who to get it out to. So thankfully we have a lot of volunteers helping out this year. It's definitely better than the landfill, you know? (laughs) Um, Also, what can kids do to be mindful of these precautions? We're just going to ask that you guys imagine that you or someone in your family is high risk. How would you want people to follow the guidelines and protocols? We want any player to be able to come out and enjoy baseball. So please think about developing good, safe habits early on. So don't share water, food, or equipment. No high fives or handshakes. Keep your own personal equipment, bags, bats, and things apart from others. You can actually use the bright orange flagging tape that will be tied to the fence in the dugouts as your spacing reminders. Yeah, thank you so much. There's so many useful resources now, you know. Absolutely. Definitely. 
So um, will game schedules for the upcoming coming season have to be adjusted to accommodate for spacing parents and spectators? Absolutely. Um, we actually started doing this last year and plan to continue asking our players and parents to allow for increased social distancing during especially the busy travel times before and after the games. Um, we also ask that uh, the family members after they're finished a game, if you don't mind within the within about 20 minutes if you could be at least out to the parking lot to allow maximum distancing for our incoming players we'd really appreciate it and the start times on our fields are staggered just to naturally allow a little bit more um, distancing great that sounds awesome um and then just kind of a personal curiosity have registration numbers for both coaches and players been affected by concerns of covid spread we were actually pretty curious uh, before registrations opened um, this year as well, and we were pleasantly surprised that we had over 325 players register in just the first month. Um, we really think this is just because the kids are really ready to be out on those fields and playing. Um, since baseball is outside and is naturally um, a great in incidental contact sport and just in great fresh air. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been tough, especially for kids, because with virtual school and all of that, uh, you might be at a desk for six, seven hours in a day, you know, you need to stretch out and get some fresh air, of course. Absolutely. And we do know that there are some families who, uh, who are sitting out this year. And we absolutely understand that this is a personal choice for every family. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's lots of space. Lots of space in baseball. We just can't do tackle baseball this year. No, yeah, that, <laughs> that'll be out of the mix, I guess. <laughs> Is there anything that you feel was missed and would like to bring to our attention? Absolutely. Um, one of the mo most frequent questions we were asked last year was, how or when should I notify CCL if someone has been exposed to COVID-19? So our answer is basically as soon as you know, please do reach out to our safety officer, Brian Sheets. His phone number is on the website, or if you need help contacting him, just reach out to any manager or league coordinator or any, any board member will be able to reach out to him. But he'll be able to lead you through what, you know, what our questions are and see if we need to follow up in any way. Right. It never hurt to be cautious. You know, it's always a positive. Absolutely. Yeah. If if you think you might have something, just report it to be on the safe side. You can always, you can always, you know, take it back later if you find out <laughs> you're not positive or something. Right. It's definitely better to be on the safe side. Well, um, well, thanks so much for being with us today, Chris. It was a pleasure interviewing you. Yeah, I had a great time. It was really nice having you on the show. Well, thank you guys so much. It was definitely an interesting experience. All right, we'll see you at the fields. That was really great to get to talk to Chris there, Evan. Yeah, she had a lot of interesting information for us, you know. Yeah, I was really, really excited to hear that their league's doing the, um, the, the used equipment stuff for the kids and the the numbers being up and everything this year. That's really great to hear. I like the um the introduction of the but buddy ball age group. I think that's really interesting. They can do a lot with it. Yeah, I do too. It'll it'll be a good, a good not only distraction but a, a way for the kids to get a get a, a sense and a feel for the game almost a head start you know mm -hmm, definitely i think it's pretty awesome um so we're over to our general reminders section of the podcast now equipment check is our general reminder this week um so before the season make sure you have cleats that fit 
a properly fitting protective cup if you are a person that needs one. Make sure that your glove is in usable shape and still fits and feels good on your hand. And make sure that your bat is the correct size and meets your league's standards. Yeah, I mean, kids can grow out of things so quickly. It just happens all of a sudden. It's like that, you know. <laughs> right. And equipment that you use, uh, you know, for an active sport and stuff like that is it can get beat up pretty easily. You know, laces get broken on gloves and, you know, things dry rot or people grow out of their um, shoes and things like that. And I, I can't count the number of times we've started a season and half the team says, you know, my feet hurt in my cleats and my bat's too small and my glove doesn't fit right and stuff like that. And so we have to, you know, inevitably after the first couple of practices, have a meeting with parents saying, look, guys, your kids need this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, just a preemptive, preemptive shout out. <laughs> well, that's that's it for today, I guess. Join us next Tuesday as we discuss contemporary and classic ballpark food favorites and oddities. Find us on Facebook at Local League Big Ideas and listen to us on iTunes or Spotify. Give us a follow or a like if you enjoy the show. Yep, and check out Central Chesterfield Little League's uh, website also and their Facebook page where you'll find all the information you need about signing up if you're in their league. CCLLBaseball.com. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>